SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Times are tough and parents who have suffered financially due to the pandemic have had to contend with long months of homeschooling ahead of learners' imminent return to schools on present facts. Feb 15, parents are asking themselves why should they pay school fees. Curry facilitates seamless and cashless payment of millions of rands from parents to schools nationwide. Since its inception, the mobile application has been at the coalface of educational institutions' struggles. By addressing the importance of schools becoming financially viable again, and highlighting the difficulties that schools have experienced with fundraising opportunities since the March lockdown of 2020. Mr. Douglas Hernley, then, who is the Chief Executive Officer of CARI, the application that is, is on the line just to unpack us this wonderful initiative that promises to create some balance in the educational setup. Douglas, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, Sogezo. How are you? Well, sir, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yesterday, just yesterday, this might not necessarily apply to schools, but I don't think it's any different in relation to the principles at play. A parent was, or a parent last year sent his daughter to Wits University. The student did not stay at the residence for anything longer than a month before she was obviously told to go home because of the lockdown and everything else that has since happened. She hasn't returned. The long and short of it is this they are still required to pay the equivalent of what is 75% of the year's tuition for a fraction of the time that they actually spent at the institution. Of course, you can understand uh, the interest of the university is to be able to keep its services up and running, therefore they would want that money. But equally, you probably only want to pay for a service that you have enjoyed. That's happening at universities much the same way it is happening in schools. And this is where your intervention comes. Correct. It's uh, an incredibly tough time, I think, for the education space globally. Um, You know, whether that's boarding house facilities that don't have students, um, you know, but I think the the, the challenge is the entire value chain. And we've seen the same effect in in the school space, specifically around uh, residences and boarding houses. Um, You know, students aren't at school boarding houses. They're not receiving the lunches or dinners or meals and obviously not using the premises at all. Yet the schools are trying to build parents, but the challenge is the value chain. There are cleaning staff and there are uh, teachers and supervisors and tutors and the whole uh, support structure that may allow these these organizations to operate. And they need the money in order to continue operating like any business. I mean, in our own business, we've had issues with our landlord and attempting to find ways to, I mean, none of our staff has been in the office and we've tried to find ways to you know drop our 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 rent but it's the same problem you know behind the scenes there's a huge value chain that needs to be supported so we've been desperately trying to help schools to find innovative ways to keep money coming in and what we've learned is you know small amounts of money from large numbers of people can keep our schools in business and can keep our teachers um ready to go for the year ahead when 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 the pandemic is over do you then want to tell us more specifically about the work of the app and how it sort of balances these contesting um 
territories, if you like. People want to pay for a service they get. Others have to sustain an institution that has long been standing. How does Kari then intervene in all of these tensions? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we founded the, the business um, around four and a half years ago, and really it was around the problem of collecting money in schools. So when a teacher wants to take her children on an aquarium visit or to the to, a, uh, to the botanical gardens, as an example, in typical schools, they would need to notify parents and then collect whether it's 50 rand or 100 rand or 200 rand from each parent. And in many schools around the country, that money would come into the school in um, paper envelopes or internet transfers into the school and managing the collections of that money was a huge issue. So we, we initially started carry in order to solve that problem, so to allow schools to notify parents when they do owe money, whether that's for, as I said, a trip or an outing, which obviously doesn't take place these days, but more so stationary packs, lunch money, um, and tuition fees, and the like, can we find an easier way for parents to make payments to their school and obviously the school to reconcile all the payments come in? And just to put that in perspective, if a school does collect from 100 or 200 or 300 parents, it's often very difficult to know who has made payments and who hasn't. And a teacher or a school administrator or a bursar will be uh, having to follow up with sometimes hundreds if not thousands of parents who forget to make payments and it might be a small amount of money but the amount of money that they collect across all their parents can add up to a huge amount to carry enables a very seamless way for parents to receive a message about money they owe to their school and then make a quick and easy payment via their mobile app and critically if they forget to pay the system will automatically remind them we've seen that works exceptionally well in obviously in schools where a teacher might be too nervous to speak to a parent and say, you forgot to make payment for, you know, this specific event or the fundraiser or um, um, or your fees. The system automatically takes care of that. A parent obviously would know one's obligations to the school. How is getting an email different to the work of the app itself? So in payments, communication is incredibly important. And often people aren't aware of the payments that they do owe. So Carry being a mobile application on your phone allows a teacher or a school to send out a push message directly to you through through the application and you're able to make a quick and easy payment. So it takes no more than 10 seconds. You add your credit card or debit card into the application and you can pay your school and the school's notified when that payment is received. So let's, let, let me use the example of fundraisers. Mm. All schools are, using, are, are running fundraisers all the time. In fact, at the moment, they're all fundraising for their Valentine's Day. Uh, typically, a school will run a civvies day or a casual day for Valentine's Day. This year, a little bit more tricky because a lot of schools are not open. But we've been working with schools and campaigns with schools to continue to run their Valentine's Day and then get all their children to dress in red and share um, share pictures of themselves back with the school. And typically, Valentine's Day every year, every parent in the country has to make a 10 rand or 20 rand payment to their school as a fundraising activity. And that can be hugely um, admin-consuming for a school to manage where these payments are coming from and has, in fact, all parents paid. What we found through the app, it's so easy to make the payment. The chances or the portion of parents who do donate grows substantially. But more importantly, if you're asked to make a cash donation to someone, you'll choose the money out of your 
part of your wallet or the funds you have available and you'll put it into an envelope. When you're able to pay via an app, there's a good chance that you'll be a little bit more giving and you'll put an extra zero on hmm. your credit card. <laughs> and what we've seen is schools can easily raise between two to five times the amount of money through fundraising activities, making use of built-for-purpose mobile applications such as Carry instead of uh, the traditional fundraising mechanisms of, you know, sending out some sort of notification, hoping payments will come in via EFT or via cash. To the extent that there is cross-subsidization within the school, is it the intention of carry or is it something in the offing, if not already soon, that they will cross-subsidize other schools? For instance, you might find that you can actually raise more money than you typically target through the work of this app. It's not intensive, it's personalized, and people will feel as though they have that more giving spirit, if you like, as you have explained yeah. in terms of how a carry app works. So I, as a parent, will be sponsoring another child to go to that camp, for instance, if that is the need. You know, we, Could one school sponsor seen, another? We've seen so many examples of that, and especially schools in more high-income brackets that will find a partner school, and they'll run collections to their parent body to support those schools. And also, I mean, in previous years, we've had incredible campaigns where you know, all schools in Bloemfontein raised money for the Neisner schools during the Neisner fires, and as an example, with the pandemic, it's been a little bit more focused because every school doesn't matter, wealthy, poor, has been impacted, and I think that's what we've realised. It really hasn't discriminated against who's felt the pain of the school. And something to put into perspective, in a in a um, a good model C school. I won't mention names, typically teachers will be paid government salaries, but they'll make up the rest of their their earnings through sports coaching or through fundraising or through um, community events or cultural events where parents will make additional payments for their children to engage with the teacher in certain activities. And obviously the pandemic has put a stop to that. So many of our really good teachers in this country have not necessarily had their their basic packages influenced, but the additional money that they make in a typical school school term has been hugely impacted. And obviously, you know, we're doing our best to see how we can find other ways to make sure that these teachers can bring bring home um, the funds needed to put, put food on the table. And they still have it easy when you compare to other quintile schools. And the question is, to what extent is Curry's social responsibility being responsive to those schools who are exclusively reliant on government funding and programs because the nature of the economic activity and the nature of the parent who comes to that school is not one who could supplement any of the school's resources and related needs? So it's a, it's a huge um, part of what we do. And obviously, being in the school space, we're using... We're kind of using our mechanism to raise money for underprivileged schools as much as possible. But what I would love to point out, Songezo, is even in a school, and we work with a lot of under-resourced schools that will still make use of our system and still raise a small amount of money from their parents for these casual days or for these little fundraisers. And when you raise perhaps five or ten rand, but you have a thousand or two thousand parents, it's not an enormous amount of money you're asking for, especially in a no-fee or a low-fee paying school. But 2,000 to 5,000 rand can make an enormous difference in the school fundraising um, activities. And we work with a lot of our schools to try and do that. And we found it's amazing, especially in a school that doesn't charge fees, parents can be overtly interested to see how else they can support and how else they can help to make the school functional. Let's leave it there. Good work there, Mr. Douglas Hernley, Chief Executive of the Carry Application. Tough financial times for schools as learners return. 
some relief through Kerry. Much appreciated. Thanks very much, Sangeza. Have a good evening. Certainly, you too. After the break, a gentleman who's walking from Johannesburg to Mtata to the village of Tocha, raising a million rand, particularly in the light of these very heavy times. You've just heard it from Douglas. Now you're going to hear it from Mr. Onke Sikwai, founder, No One Left Behind.